an apostolic mantle travel the world by the grace of God touch multitudes across the continents of the world all the way from Nigeria he doesn't need any more introduction here brothers and sisters let's receive the ministry of Apostle Joshua Selman to be fixed on Jesus whilst you pray a desperate prayer from your heart. Father, let the rain fall on me. Let the rain fall on me. Go ahead and pray. From the depth of your heart, let the rain. Isaiah 32 and verse 15. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Oh, glorious God, we praise your name. We lay our crown and worship you oh be lifted above all other gods we lay our crown and worship you keep praying you be lifted Above all other gods, we lay our crown and worship you. Oh, glorious God, we praise your name. We lay our crown and worship you great glorious God we praise your name we lay our crown Shabalako Shabrandegebalako Sabras for in Jesus much less name we pray for in Jesus much less name we pray 
Spirit of the living God, we ask that again you will breathe upon us in this atmosphere of worship and the word. Let us be changed in your presence in the name of Jesus Christ. By the power that is in the name of Jesus, let every closed door be opened this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every closed door be opened this morning. I'm prophesying it to someone who has faith to believe that every door that has refused to open for no matter how long, I call on the power that raised Christ from the dead, opening the door of Hades for the king to arise triumphant. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, may that door be opened now. May that door be opened now. And we prophesy already, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted ancient doors that the King of glory would come in. In the name of Jesus, the doors and the gates be lifted for your sake. Be lifted for your sake. Be lifted for your sake. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and please be seated. Hallelujah. I have a few thoughts that I want to share with us this morning very briefly. I understand that this session is particularly for business people and leaders. And um, I like to talk to people in business, people in power, people in leadership. The reason is because the kingdom operates based on the structure of leadership and authority. And whatever happens to authority, to power, affects all of the people within a territory. Hallelujah. The Bible says to strike the shepherd and he says the sheep will scatter. And so Satan is always interested in leadership and interested in people who have capacity within a territory. Hallelujah. Now, let me start this morning by reiterating on something that I said yesterday. It is important for the believer to understand, and please lend me your attention. It is important, can I have a little, just amplification on the volume? Thank you, technical, so I can hear myself clearer. Thank you. It's important for us to understand that the believer, the preordination of the believer in Christ is that your life eventually becomes a manifestation of the glory of God upon the earth. Hallelujah. I want to start with that statement. It's a very simple but profound statement that there is a preordination to every believer in Christ. And that includes you and I. That in Christ, our corporate prophetic destiny is that regardless how you start, regardless the current situation that the end of your journey in christ should be that your life becomes in experience a manifestation of the glory of god hallelujah that is god's goal for you beyond just the experience of the afterlife that god in his mind in the design of man that he had this at the back of his mind that the end of the believer's journey must become the manifestation of the glory of God 
upon the earth. That is very important because the word glory, like I began to discuss with us yesterday, the word glory comes from many expressions, both Hebrew and Greek. But two are of essence. The Greek is called kabod. I mean, the Hebrew is kabod, the Greek is doxa. And all of them are an attempt to describe the value of a person or the value of a thing. So to understand the glory of a thing, you have to describe the characteristic features that makes that object or that individual expensive, desirable, or valuable. Are we together? So if I talk about the glory of my phone, I will have to describe all the features in the phone that makes it perhaps expensive. If I talk about the glory of a vehicle, a car, I would have to describe all the features that makes that car unique. So when we talk about the glory of God, is an attempt to capture every dimension in God that makes him mighty, that makes him desirable. That means his wisdom is an aspect of his glory. His power is an aspect of his glory. Are we together? His mercy is an aspect of his glory. In discussing the glory of God, we have to do an elaborate and an extensive discussion across the various dimensions of God that makes him God. And the Bible says that is the mandate of the believer in Christ. That your life literally becomes a living epistle. Are we still together? Your life becomes an explanation to the multifaceted dimensions of God so that when people look at your life, they see eventually the wisdom of God, the power of God, the favor of God. They see that speed can work in the life of a man. They see that restoration is possible in the economy of God. If your life fails to capture and to reveal the glory of God, you have lost your prophetic mandate. So, listen carefully, please. Your assignment as a believer in truth is not to be a businessman. No. Your assignment as a believer is not to be a preacher. No. <laughs> Your assignment as a believer is not to be a parent. No. Not to become a politician. No. Those are just the descriptions of the geography of your assignment. Your real assignment is that your life eventually becomes an effulgence, a manifestation, a description, an explanation of the unknown God to your world. It's important you understand this. When you sustain this orientation, you will move beyond the mentality of a businessman, beyond the mentality of a student, beyond the mentality of a preacher, I don't think like a preacher. No, my mandate is beyond being a preacher. Preaching is only a vehicle that helps me to manifest that mandate. There are many believers who say, I am a businessman. I am a preacher. I am a parent. And by pegging yourself along that thought, you limit yourself from manifesting the fullness of the glory of God. Are we together now? This is very important. So your mandate beyond business, beyond ministry, is that your life and my life becomes eventually a manifestation of the glory of God. Please lay your hands and turn it into a prayer in one minute. My life must become 
Someone pray, my life must become a manifestation of the glory of God. Are we praying? Salike parus kabrende gebelekus kiaba. Beyond being a businessman, beyond being a preacher, your hands on your head, you are praying. Shadis kani kabarandos kavredi belekus yata. For in Jesus' name we pray. Now, watch this. John chapter 15 and verse 8. The Bible says, John 15 and verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear more fruit, so shall you be my disciples. The Father is glorified when you bear much fruit. John 15 and verse 16. Same John verse 16 15 16 1 5 1 6 ye have not chosen me but i have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain galatians 1 24 i want to show you a few scriptures let's read galatians 1 24 together ready one to read and they glorified god in me one more time god can be glorified in a man a businessman a preacher god can be glorified in a man are we together many believers want to see the glory of god manifest but they do not know and they have not received for certain within their spirit that their lives have been ordained to be a manifestation of the glory of God. So the businessman is just doing business because he wants money. The preacher is just preaching perhaps because he wants members. The parent is just satisfying the ritual of parenthood. Are we together? The politician just finds his way in politics and is just doing the best that he knows to do. It is a very poor orientation until you understand our corporate destiny in Christ. That in doing business or in doing what you call ministry or in doing what you call politics, you must have this at the back of your mind that I have a corporate destiny. My preordination in Christ is that my life becomes a manifestation of the glory of God. Whether that is through singing whether that is through preaching, whether that is through leadership. So you see that when you sustain that orientation, your approach becomes different. Business for you becomes more than buying and selling. Business for you becomes more than a platform to just have money. Because I can tell you, and many of you here will bear witness, that nothing in itself sustains the power to give an individual satisfaction not even money there are many billionaires and millionaires who have committed suicide with millions and billions in the bank there has to be a pursuit that is greater 
than the acquisition of things. There has to be a pursuit that is greater than the desire for power. All of these things will come and fade. One man who had all and still lived a frustrated life was the man Solomon. He had wealth like no one in this place has currently. He had power that you could not imagine. He said, confessing his own limitation, that everything my eyes saw, I desired. I don't know what kind of a man that was. Solomon for you. But at the end of his life, here's what he said. Here is the conclusion of the matter. He said, of reading many books, there is no end. And much study is only a weariness to the soul. He said, fear the Lord and keep his commandments. He said, for this is the whole duty of man. Are we learning this morning? So it's important for us to establish this, that my life and your life has been ordained by God Almighty to be a manifestation of the glory of God. That means the God that men cannot see must be revealed in and through my life. That someone will look at you and say, Joshua Selman, I have never seen Jesus, but if he looks like you, then he's worth my allegiance. Because your life has become a clear picture of what Jesus looks like. Are we together? The second thought that I want you to know and want you to have this morning is found in Jeremiah chapter 9. We considered it briefly yesterday and I'll take it from there. Jeremiah chapter 9, 23 and 24. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, the Bible says. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. 24. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord that exerciseth loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Now, while the emphasis in this verse was to take your attention away from things <clears throat> to focus on the Lord, there are three expressions of glory that I want to call your attention to this morning. Please back to verse 23. The Bible says from this scripture that the glory of God, if it is to be revealed in a man, there are many dimensions and many expressions of the glory like I told you. But there are three of them literally that represent the manifestation of the glory of God in a man. I hope we're still together. Remember I started by telling you that God's ordination for us is that our lives become a manifestation of the glory of God. And that among the many dimensions of glory that the Lord seeks to be made manifest in our lives are these three dimensions. Number one, wisdom. Number two, might or power. Number three, riches or wealth. That in your seeking to be a manifestation of the glory of God, regardless whether you are a businessman, you are a preacher, you are a parent, you are a public servant, it doesn't matter the geography of your call, that if you love Jesus enough and you desire to see his glory revealed in and through your life, among the many manifestations of his glory that you must seek 
to see revealed through your life are these three. One, wisdom. Two, might or power. Three, riches. Listen, this is the correct perspective to approach the pursuit for these things. To blindly just look for money because you are tired of poverty is not a spiritual orientation enough. The agenda is beyond just having money or beyond just being a wise man. It is that there is a desperation from within your spirit to see the glory of God revealed and that since these are the dimensions of glory that must be captured, no matter what other dimension of the glory of God is revealed, if these three are missing, you cannot reveal the glory of God to a generation. Wisdom. Might or power. Riches. The Bible says, using Jesus as a case study in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, speaking about Jesus, your Jesus, when he walked upon the earth, the Bible says, and Jesus increased. The first aspect of his increase was in wisdom. Please say wisdom. Jesus being the manifestation of the glory of the Father, for him to have truly lived that assignment as the manifestation of the glory of the Father, he needed wisdom, even though he was the word himself. Jesus increased. He did not just have wisdom. He contended for increase. At age 12, when those in his age range were roaming around, the Bible says he was at the temple to the point that his parents came and they said, listen, we've been looking for you. And he said, do you not know that I should be about my father's business? And the business was not doing. The business was learning. He sat under the scribes and the Pharisees and he began to learn. Many believers desire to see the glory of God manifest through their lives, but they have ignored wisdom. The man that ignores wisdom has also ignored the fruits of wisdom. My Bible, your Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. We excel in life and destiny upon the strength of the wisdom of God that is at work in us. Is someone learning now? Wisdom is profound. Many have rejected it to their detriment. But ladies and gentlemen, those who have been able to rise in business, to rise in ministry, to rise in destiny, are men and women who have paid the price to allow the wisdom of the Spirit to be made manifest in their lives. Any two individuals, the results of any two individuals can be explained. The disparity of their results can be explained by the presence or the absence of wisdom. Two people can be in construction, for instance, as a business, and one person can fail so woefully, and then another person excel in the same Ghana. The difference is not the will of God. The difference is not the love of God, for the same Lord is rich unto all. The difference is wisdom. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your mouth. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
he says they are life not to everybody to those that find them and health to their flesh many of us have rejected wisdom we have a passion with all due respect to make money to be famous to be in ministry it takes more than desire to rise in life it takes more than a good heart to rise in life you want to excel you want to lead your field you want the glory of god to be made manifest in business i can tell you the first key you must pursue is wisdom the bible says in proverbs 8 he said doth not wisdom cry wisdom is like a woman crying crying understanding is raising her voice men and women in ghana men and women in africa you will need me to rise and others have ignored the cry of wisdom and yet they continue to pursue the fruits that only wisdom can give the reason why many christians are limited limited in ministry limited in life because most believers will not contend for wisdom the bible says in daniel 11 and verse 32 we considered that scripture yesterday that the people that do know their god they shall be strong and shall do exploits there's no time but i want you to see three expressions from that scripture the first is do know the second is be strong the third is do exploits there is knowledge there is becoming then there is doing this is how things work in the spirit every journey to exploit starts with knowledge then the knowledge brings transformation it is the transformed you that now acts action in ignorance is a waste of energy action in ignorance when you take action bankrupt of knowledge and wisdom it is called the labor of the fool have you read such a thing in the bible my bible says the fool even though he's not lazy there is something called the labor of the fool the labor of the fool can be in ministry the fool here not being an insult is a description of a man that is bankrupt of wisdom when the bible calls a man a fool it's not an insult it is a state the description of a man who has rejected wisdom the labor of the fool weary yet every one of them why because he knoweth not how to go into the city not because there is no way to the city ladies and gentlemen please hear me the things that we desire whether it be influence whether it be higher levels of relationships business connections some of us want to excel in ministry we are trusting god to raise us to become voices that speak his purposes to the nations it will not happen just by blind desire there is a place for wisdom are we together when i found this in my own life i made up my mind that i was going to cry for wisdom i was aware can i tell you it is a real miracle that has happened to you when you realize the level of your ignorance that in itself is a miracle the awareness that you need help is god already helping you did you get what i said the fact that you come into an understanding that i need help 
I am bankrupt of wisdom in business, in ministry, in destiny. Even if you don't know what to do, the fact that you have come into an understanding of your need is already a sign that God is working. And this is what God is doing to someone. An awareness. It is true. You will be amazed with all due respect. How many people in Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Malawi, Zimbabwe, people who just continue to quote scriptures and jump, I can't fail. And, and that is true according to scripture. Unfortunately, that is not the key that leads to it. Discussing and wishing success does not bring success. There are principles to engage as far as the manifestation of the glory of God is concerned. Hallelujah. When I came in and I sat, I saw the man of God ministering. I've never seen him, just meeting him for the first time. But I know that he's a great worshiper within your territory and across. And while, while, while he was ministering, let me tell you the truth. I was not just seeing a man who God has helped. I was also seeing a man who has acquired wisdom. Are we together? Stop wishing people's results. Embrace wisdom and let it carry you like a flight. Stop wishing and praying, claiming and frustrating yourself. No, in the name, I have to be like this preacher. No. The only aircraft that leads men to the destiny of the great is wisdom. And if you are not on board, you will not get there. It's as simple as that. I hope I'm not too harsh this morning. Say wisdom. In all your getting, get understanding. What is wisdom? The awareness of truth alongside the grace to apply them appropriately. Wisdom is the awareness of truth alongside the grace to apply them appropriately. The power to apply truth is what turns knowledge to wisdom. Please listen. Knowledge is important, but it's not enough. The power to apply truth such that it delivers the result as God intended is what we call wisdom. Many people have knowledge. They are not in ignorance, but they have not sustained the power to apply. There are hardly any things that I'll be saying this morning that you have not heard before. But the reason why it has not worked for you is because it's still at the realm of knowledge. Until it translates to wisdom, it cannot deliver. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. So wisdom is one of the expressions of the glory of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you by the authority of scripture. It is a beautiful thing to see a man and a woman who has invested in becoming a manifestation of the wisdom of God. Your life becomes beautiful. An explanation. Show me a businessman who has paid the price to be wise. Show me a preacher who has paid the price to be wise. Show me a parent who has paid the price to be wise. And ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is the compendium 
of the wisdom of God. We learn the wisdom of God when we have a thorough understanding of his ways as revealed in his word. Are we together? And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scripture which is able to make you wise unto salvation. The word of God can make men wise. Did you hear what I said? The word of God, the Bible as we know it, is the richest capture of the wisdom of God. No man can truly become if you ignore the word of God. It is in his light that we see light. The Bible can turn a foolish man to become a wise man. Can you know, listen, the proof of wisdom is shown in the superiority of your decisions. You know that the wisdom of God is at work in your life because of the quality of the decisions that you make. And in truth, decisions decide destiny. My life and your life today is a messless reflection of the decisions that we have taken. With all due respect, and I do not mean to insult your pedigree nor intelligence, if you are poor today, it's beyond the devil. The devil is an opportunist. He does not just act until a certain atmosphere is prepared for him. There are a class of demon spirits that are called rulers of darkness. Their dominion starts everywhere there is no light. Hallelujah. If you've not risen to your prophetic potential in ministry, in business, in leadership, take responsibility this morning. Don't just blame Satan. Don't just blame government. Don't just blame men. Stand this morning and cry for wisdom. And say, Father, I'm tired of making foolish mistakes, relational mistakes, financial mistakes. God has been merciful to many of us from the start to the end of this year. But we've not been able to maximize destiny because we are bankrupt of wisdom. Is it alright if I request that you lay your hands one more time on your head and cry for the spirit of wisdom? Go ahead. Someone pray. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom rest upon my life. Rest upon my business. Rest upon my ministry. Tired of making mistakes. My decisions have been poor. My decisions have been inferior. Leading me to losses. Leading me to pain. Leading me to disappointments. I keep going around in circles. I contend for wisdom. Let the spirit of wisdom become my bailout out of a life of mediocrity a life of failure oh go ahead and pray for the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom I choose the way of the Lord for the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom. I choose the way of the Lord. 
a few more seconds for the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom I choose the way of the Lord for the way of the Lord is the way of wisdom I choose the way of the Lord Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 4, 28 and 29. Go to verse 29, please. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Who gave? God who gives wisdom does any man lack wisdom the Bible says let him ask let him ask how do you know you lack wisdom because your life is not making progress every decision you make lands you in trouble financial decisions lands you in pain business decisions keep you recycling around a realm a day must come you must get tired of your current condition and say father there has to be a way out you anointed me you've called me to be great what is limiting my greatness the bible says and god gave god gave joshua selman and god gave god still gives men men who are humble enough to ask are we together i hope god is speaking to us this morning i can tell you sincerely when the wisdom of god lands upon your business I give you a guarantee. One year is too much for you to rise. Believe me. I'm not talking of Sophia. Human wisdom. It is by wisdom that the great rise in life. Even those who are not of God. They consult with familiar spirits. And they fraternize with dark powers. In an attempt to simulate divine wisdom. There is nothing extraordinary on earth. That happens just by human capacity. No. Don't be fooled by people who hide their spiritual orientation. And make it, they make it look like they are just all intellectual. It's a lie. There are dimensions of results you can never attain on earth. Whether diabolically or with God. A spirit must assist you to move beyond a certain threshold. It is true. I don't care whether that is in business. I don't care whether that is in ministry. Man cannot rise unassisted. Spirits always assist men to rise. Whether it is a demonic spirit or it is the spirit of the living God. But there are certain levels of influence, greatness, results that if you ever see a mortal man carry, it is because that man has been helped by a spirit. Uzziah prospered because he was marvelously helped of the Lord. I'm saying this because someone, you are at a point in your life now where you need to be tired of your current result. Giving explanations will keep you frustrated. Remember I told you your preordination in Christ is that your life becomes a manifestation of the glory of God. If your life fails to reveal the glory of God, 
you will die of jealousy and anger you will be angry at people i started ministry before this one i started that is not the issue whoever has wisdom is the one who rises not who starts first Are we together? Hmm. By wisdom, O oh God, heaven's gates open up. With understanding, you order the seasons. Creating day and night, turning darkness into light. Arranging the stars to your pleasing. By wisdom, O oh God, heaven's gates open up. With understanding, you order the season. Listen, when I realized in my life that I was bankrupt of the wisdom of God, I went to the Lord in tears and in prayer. Do not send me if you will not give me wisdom. I will only waste my time and punish the destinies of millions in ignorance. Even if not for my sake, any leader here, I can tell you with all due respect, I don't care the intellectual qualification you have. Leadership in today's world has become more spiritual than ever. You will need wisdom. If all you have is a piece of paper, I respect it. But get ready to pay a very huge price with the wickedness, the prejudices and the biases that exist in our world. We live in a world where the color of your skin can become the prison that keeps you today. We live in a world where your tribal affiliations can become a reason for your downfall. The edge for you is the wisdom of God. I'm speaking to someone who has struggled. I'm speaking to a man of God who was genuinely called, but is right now getting frustrated in ministry because you've done all you know to do no money no membership no leadership no influence yet you are genuinely called of character the problem is the absence of wisdom wisdom is so superior when it lands in your life the results speak immediately i hope you believe what you're hearing the bible says solomon offered a thousand bond offerings then the lord comes to him in first kings chapter 3 and says solomon now that you have done this you have attracted my attention through your sacrifice what do i give you and the young boy solomon said god i am a young person and you have made me a leader over all these your people who am i in this frailty this this my frailty i'm not able to lead these people but then he says that you give me a wise and an understanding heart and the bible says because you have not asked for the life of your enemies or money or power or all of these things the understanding heart indeed i will give you but in addition i will give you riches wealth and honor such as no man had had this man woke up in the morning if you were solomon's roommate you would never know that he had received something you just say good morning sir not knowing the version of the person you slept on the same bed with is no longer the version that has woken up let me prophesy to someone in the name of jesus christ the weak you the you that has not sustained the wisdom and intelligence of the spirit that came here will never be that version of you that returns back. I pray for someone, a baptism of the spirit of wisdom 
let it rest upon you now a baptism of the spirit of wisdom let it rest upon you now please be seated let me repeat myself one last time before we proceed the proof of wisdom is the quality of the decisions that you make which translate to the quality of your life decisions decide destiny spiritual decisions intellectual decisions relational decisions financial decisions corporate and organizational decisions the proof of wisdom is seen in the quality of decisions so solomon the wise his wisdom is about to be tested everybody please let me have your attention solomon sits as king and the first case that is brought to test his wisdom was a case of two women two harlots the bible lets us know that those women slept and for whatever reason they slept on their children i wish i had time this is very powerful because the children there are just beyond human beings they speak of visions one killed her vision by sleeping on it and then the bible says while it was night they exchanged the children and by morning there was all kinds of trouble and they went and stood before king solomon verse 17 of first kings the bible says the woman said i was delivered with child and it was in a house and then when you read on verse 18 solomon now is in a dilemma he's standing with these women and the other woman is saying this one killed my child the bible says solomon said there is a solution to this he said bring me the sword the moment the word of god was introduced which is the sword of the spirit the person who was guilty was immediately solomon said no the wisdom i have received is beyond the realm of intellect i only activate that wisdom when the word of god is in partnership with my thinking he said bring me the sword the moment the sword arrives there will be a clear separation and there will be an explanation the woman who had the child said no instead of me losing my child my vision i love this vision so much even if i'm not the person who takes care of it please give it to her and he said that is it wisdom demonstrated through the i don't know what i would have done if i were solomon maybe i would have carried the child and told two of them to just go away i would keep the child in the palace you get the glory that will be someone's song you get the praise you take the honor i just want to say thank you so in my life be glorified be glorified in this place be glorified be glorified you get the glory you get the praise you take the honor I just want to say thank you let not the wise man 
glory in his wisdom. Let's go to number two quickly. The second index, the second pillar that becomes the expression of God's glory in the life of any believer, any businessman, any leader is called might or power. Let's discuss power. What is power? Hmm. Power is defined number one as the force that compels compliance. Please write it down. My definition of power, number one, the force that compels compliance. The force that compels compliance. Number two, power is defined as the supernatural ability to produce God's dimension of results. The supernatural ability to produce God's dimension of results is called power. In physics, many of us who are science-based, we study among the many laws, the laws of mechanics, we come to study about the laws that were postulated by a man called Sir Isaac Newton. And he postulated three laws of motion in his study of mechanics. And the law number one, he stated that everybody remains in a state of rest or uniform motion except compelled by an external force to act otherwise. The meaning of that is that if I drop this right here, theoretically, it should remain here even after 100 years. If it ever moves, it's because a force was exerted that is greater than the force keeping it here. This is what he was saying. Do you know what that means? Your life will remain where it is until a force greater than what is holding you pushes you to the next level. Everybody say power. Shout power. Yes, sir. Men advance in life on the strength of the kind and the dimension of power, intellectual power, relational power, but the greatest of all is spiritual power. Are we together? There are people today who have built businesses and you say this man is powerful simply because of the stretch of relationships they have around them they know this person they know that person they know this and they can tell you don't touch me there are consequences to touching me they may not have the ability to fight you physically but they have relational power there are those who have intellectual power gates of destiny is open when they step in because of the sacrifice they have developed themselves so much institutions have acknowledged that they are powerful Ladies and gentlemen, if you are powerless in this world, you will never rise. The greatest of all, available to all. Not everybody sadly has had the privilege and the opportunity to be educated. Perhaps to the level that they desire. Not everybody has had the opportunity to be so relationally connected 
to the people that matter but one advantage that everybody can have is access to the holy spirit alongside the power that he brings the bible says in acts chapter 10 and verse 38 how god anointed jesus your jesus who increased in wisdom did not just stop at the realm of wisdom when it has to do with delivering and those that were oppressed wisdom was not mentioned here the bible says anointed with the holy ghost and with power and he went about it's impossible to be full of power and be stagnated when you are full of power you will go about you will move from place to place the bible says for god was with him why do we need power two reasons number one because the bible tells us that we live in an evil world please listen carefully the entire world is immersed in wickedness and the bible does not hide that fact it says now we are of god and the whole world that includes ghana the whole world is under the sway of the evil one why do we need power the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy why do we need power the gates of hell a description of demonic forces that are determined jesus himself said i will build my church when he said that the adversary the gates of hell i think it's second peter or so chapter five if i recall he said be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil goeth about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and let me tell you the truth most people don't know how hard working the devil is when god probed him and said from whence cometh thou he said from moving to and fro the earth the person who can move the length and breadth of the earth is not a lazy person the probability that he will come around your neighborhood is 100 percent and he will come why do you need power there are forces determined to see that your children do not rise why do you need power there are forces that have vowed that your influence will be covered forever why do you need power because the realm of the spirit is power dependent anything the language in the spirit is a language of power it takes power to be wealthy beyond knowledge no wonder god gives men the power to prosper are we together psalm 66 and verse 3 say unto god how terrible art thou in thy works through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves to you matthew chapter 10 and verse 1 jesus himself training the disciples is about to send them now to go and preach the bible says when he had called the 12 disciples he gave them power against everybody say power against yes there is power against unclean spirits any spirit that is not the holy spirit demonic spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases most believers have ignored the ministry of power in fact jesus said i think that should be in um luke luke 24 or so verse 48 49 thereabout he said but tarry ye in jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high tarry ye in jerusalem 
until ye be endued with power. In Mark chapter 1, verse 34, Angel Gabriel comes to Mary and brings her news that she's going to be with child. I hope that I'm right on that. Luke, I think that should be Luke 1, 34. Please find it for me. And he said, how shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? Ghana, listen. Someone is asking a question now. How will I rise? How will prophecy come to pass? Coming from the kind of family I came from, is it possible to emerge, to thrive? The answer is in verse 35. Luke 1. Hallelujah. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest. How shall it happen that your music ministry will be heard all over Ghana? How shall it happen that your business will rise and you will be dealing with nations at a transcontinental level? How shall it happen that a young person who came from Takoradi or from Komase, the Volta region or Accra from that lowly estate, how does Gideon rise to become a mighty man? It is called the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe this? Men rise because they acquire power that is greater than what keeps them down. There are forces that have kept our parents forces that have kept people in your family for some of you you are the first of your family in your entire lineage to even attempt to rise let me speak to someone the power that has kept you down that will not let you arise that will not let you shine in the name of jesus i come by the rod of the apostolic and the prophetic and i declare arise and shine arise and shine Businessman, hear me. Arise and shine. Man of God, arise and shine. Prophet of God, arise and shine. How shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? How shall these things be? Can I tell you? Please look up. Don't miss tonight's session. I'm talking to leaders and business people but I want to tell you this believing that there are no forces by default that are interested in keeping you down is a joke you better wake up when Nathaniel saw Jesus he said can anything good come out of Nazareth he was not lying the last guy that came out of Nazareth have you forgotten about him called Samson Nazarenes did not have longevity of impact. They would only last for a short time and a force would bring them down. You saw it happen to Samson. So when they said, Jesus, one Nazarene, they said, forget it, it will not last. There is a spirit that keeps them down. There are many of you today, you cannot rise because there are forces. A man of God goes up, goes down. A businessman goes up, goes down. To the extent when they see you rising, they laugh and say, don't worry. But I prophesy to someone, in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, every handwriting and every ordinance, every enchantment, every covenant that connects you with the limitations of your territory, 
I come by the road of a higher priesthood and I speak to you in the name of Jesus Christ arise child arise child arise child in ministry arise child in business arise child It is the power of God that makes men signs and wonders beyond your territory beyond the limitations do you believe what I'm teaching you for as long as you ignore the ministry of power don't you say power is just for men of God and preachers the Bible says strong men retain wealth it takes power to retain your position in life and destiny. You cannot produce God's dimension of result by the strength of the flesh. Listen to me. Please hear me. Don't be distracted. Listen. I have met in my life sincere men of God. People who have character like no other sounding scripture like no other but their doors never open these are people you know when you listen to them you can almost ask why are you still at this level the nation should be hearing what God has put in you but there are forces that sat upon them every one of us including the man who is speaking to you we all came from backgrounds where there are spirits that don't let men rise. When you see men rise, the devil was forced to release them. Are we together? He said, I have heard of the cry of my people, Exodus chapter 3, by reason of their taskmasters, and I am come down. Someone shout, say, Father, every power keeping my destiny down keeping my influence down my business down by the power that raised Christ from the dead I declare my release now I declare my exodus now open your mouth in one minute and pray come on pray how shall these things be seeing that i know not a man he said the holy ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest power to advance power to rise beyond territorial limitations power to become a voice that speaks his praises to the nations power to be a manifestation of the glory of god Don't be tired. Your destiny is changing in the spirit. Don't be silent. In the name of Jesus, we swing open the curtains of destiny to make constructive advancement. 
in spite of the limited powers Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please listen to me. When I was about to start ministry, I remember the late Pat Robinson, the founder of 700 Club, CBN. I once watched a documentary where he was just speaking about what he did when he was a young man about to start ministry. And he said he went to the Lord to pray. And he said, Father, give me three things. Number one, give me wisdom. Number two, give me favor. Number three, give me the power of the Holy Spirit. I went and I cried before God in fasting and prayer. I said, if that is what you gave this man for him to rise, then Father, give me wisdom i prayed and i said lord give me power it will take more than a sermon to cause a generation to hear you did you hear what i said the bible says the greeks seek for a sign it takes more than a sermon the world today is too busy there must be fire burning for moses to turn and see takes more than a sermon let me speak to those of you who are men of God here. With all due respect, can I tell you, I don't mean to insult you. Please stop making a mess of your ministry and go and lock yourself and get genuine power. If power does not land in your life, I assure you one day you will commit suicide out of frustration. Power is what brands the believer's impact. Power. Men will not come to you for solutions just because of tribal sentiments where the carcasses are there the eagles will gather i sense in my spirit that upon someone right now there is power that is falling honestly not everyone but i just sense in my spirit someone needs the holy ghost power genuine power apostolic power that will land upon your head and land upon your destiny and i stretch my hands maybe not for everybody i don't know where that man of god is i don't know where that business person is but in the name of jesus i stand in partnership with the grace that is upon this house let power fall upon you let power fall upon you let power from on high let it fall upon you let the power of the holy ghost fall upon you breathe lord breathe breathe lord breathe breathe upon my life breathe lord breathe breathe lord breathe breathe upon my life hallelujah Please listen to me when I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ 
among the many things that I received was genuine power from heaven. I know what power can do. We are still students in the school of power. But I tell you sincerely, I have seen what power can do. It can rewrite the narratives in a man's life in one day. I'm talking of genuine power, not stage-managed power, not a, a form of power. It took power for the prophet to say, by this time, tomorrow. By this time. How does a man look at another man and say, by this time, tomorrow? Ghana, you are in a season right now where the ministry of power is needed like never before. Man of God, it will take power to rewrite the destinies of the people God is sending to you. Listen, there are young men and women who are in ministry right now. Some of you are here and God is already helping you. Can I tell you, my friend, hide yourself behind Hold on to the horns of the altar until genuine power lands on your head. I hope you think I'm not, you don't think I'm wasting your time. Honestly speaking, if the power of God does not land on your life, let me talk to you, my precious worship people. In addition to the songs that you have, stay with God and say, place something on my head. That when I raise my voice, it's not just melodies men will hear. Hallelujah. If you are in the fivefold ministry here, please, I beseech you by God, do not miss tonight's session. Do not miss tonight's session. When God gives gifts to men, it is because he desires that everyone walks into that experience. Hallelujah. I know what the power of God can do. Can I tell you, in one day, honestly, when genuine power arrives, in one day, the power of God can bring helpers to your life that you will ever need all through your life in ministry. I know what I'm saying. Our world today has not yet built technology to ignore power. We have not yet gone advanced in life. So no, there is nobody that sustains the ability to ignore genuine power. No. No. When Pharaoh saw power, he said, what is this one? Janus, Jambes, come. And when the serpent of Moses swallowed up the serpent of Pharaoh and he took it back. Ah! Pharaoh said, this is serious. As stubborn as Pharaoh was, when power came, he bowed. The triumph of power over the forces of darkness in Israel, it was so profound that Mary sang. Miriam, she said, I will sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. He says the horses even with his rider have been thrown into the sea. My prayer for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is that God will restore the power that we always keep talking about in books. 
every time we talk about people like um, Smith Wigglesworth and all these, they were not angels, they were men. But let me tell you the truth, power comes with a price. Now, this is the part of the sermon that the church does not want to hear. Power comes with a price. And up front, without wasting your time, let me tell you what the price for power is. All of you. All of you is the price for genuine power. Beyond your money, beyond your prayer, beyond your sacrifice. Until all of you goes as a sacrifice, forget about power. Now, hear me. I'm not here to glorify the devil. But you go and ask people who have gotten occultic power. You would not believe the sacrifices that they made. It was beyond bringing an animal or a goat or a whatever it is. They lie down in graves. They eat all kinds of things. They go through levels of consecration that you cannot imagine. To get mundane, a similitude of power that with one declaration it can leave them. Believers admire power, but they do not respect power. Because if believers have respect for power, they will also respect the sacrifices that bring power. Can I tell you? When you see genuine power, respect it. Because it's a testament of sacrifice in the spirit hallelujah I've had the honor of studying revivals I've had the honor of meeting a few people in their lifetime who spearheaded revivals across the nations of the earth and every time I've had the honor of meeting any of these people, the question I always ask them is what was the secret of the hand of God upon your life or upon the person you walked with? I remember traveling to a particular nation and I met one of the fathers of faith and he told me he was the one who used to interpret for T.L. Osmond and Maurice Cerullo. Once upon a time, they slept on the same bed. And I said, sir, please let me ask you a question. What did they do? How did they pray? What was their consecration like? Don't show me the videos of the miracles. No. I want to know what was the price that was paid with God that made God to trust them with such levels of grace. There are many of you who are here. I'm sure that most of you are not even interested in asking God's servant or asking the people around you most people want impartation. They are not interested in knowing the price. It's the reason why they fall down and stand up and nothing happens. There is a real price for power. Power is not cheap, I tell you. It doesn't matter who gives you, whether the devil or God. Power in any case is not cheap. Do you know what it took Jesus to be exalted as Lord and Savior? His life. That name that was given to him, the price for that name, the Bible says because he gave himself to die even the death on the cross. Wherefore, on account of this, on account of the aforementioned, 
God had so highly exalted him and given him an office and that that office was above every other office that when you invoke the powers behind that office every knee bows of things in heaven things in the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue must confess to the lordship of jesus hallelujah i remember one time when the lord jesus christ appeared to me i was like a dead man on the ground and he stretched his right hand you know i say this i'm i'm, I'm speaking to the globe so i'm very careful to say this people talk about having encounters with jesus today and it's not for me to judge any man's encounter but can i tell you by the authority of scripture most of the jesus people are meeting it's not the jesus of the bible when you meet the jesus of the bible you will never be normal again go and read your bible are we together when saul met jesus it's not whether he wanted to change or not the encounter the impact of that encounter changed his life forever when the lord jesus appeared to me i was like a dead man how he came into my room i not no use of door no use of matter had no power over him and here was a young man lying down on the ground and he looked at me his mouth was not moving but i was hearing what he was saying a spirit communication beyond the realm of words and then he stretched his right hand towards me brothers and sisters light that left his majesty and entered me how a human being survives that light is like taking the light from the sun and putting it inside an ant how i did not die is a question i will ask him when we see his face hallelujah and then when that happened it took me more than one year to be back to myself i was not normal again i'm telling you i didn't live like a normal human being again my priorities shifted my appetite shifted it was as if it was someone who had some kind of thing wrong with him that is the impact of an encounter with his majesty but from that experience when i opened my bible it was like something happened to me like somebody put something inside me what is the meaning of this take it higher for me let your power holy ghost power rest on me rest on me let your power holy ghost power rest on me rest on me let your spirit spirit of wisdom rest on me rest on me oh rest on me oh rest on me oh rest on me spirit of power rest on me micah chapter 3 and verse 8 it says but surely i am full of power 
by the spirit of the Lord full of power man of God full of power businessman full of power and then you will see yourself manifesting dimensions that no force in Ghana it doesn't matter how long it was there you will scatter it and give way as if the devil does not exist preacher pay the price let the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon you and you will see that there is no limit to your rising do you believe what I'm telling you the power of the Spirit T.L. Osborne went to India and he went to preach when he was done preaching powerless preaching he made an altar call and nobody came they almost chased him out of that place and he was angry in the spirit and he said he went back and said God what is the meaning of this and God told him your message is correct but it was not backed up with power and the Bible says he I mean that history tells us that he paid the price and when genuine power landed on his head he went back to India again and when he was preaching people were looking at him and he said where is the blind come where is this come he called certain people and miracles began to erupt there and the people started to shout one sermon that power preaches is greater than a thousand words I hope you know that the power of God is also an evangelist and there is a sermon it can preach there is an audience that only hears the sermon of power I vowed before God as a man of God that I will never travel to any land and any nation just to go and deliver a nice lecture and return back it's my covenant with God that I will never step my feet upon a nation and then at the end of it they just say wow this nice preacher came return back in peace God bless you no our assignment is to shift climates that when you step into territories Elijah was a man of like passion Elijah did not announce in a radio station that rain will not come from one position he said there shall be no rain over a space of three and a half years that when you are full of power when you land in a territory the territorial forces acknowledge ah Jesus I know Paul I know Joshua Selman I know you can add your name to the list in the name of Jesus the son of the living God please sit down let me give you one more and then we're done wisdom wisdom power by the spirit please hold two people now that will start running so they don't injure themselves whether you're an usher or not just hold them and you can bring them and keep them i just saw this in a vision the power of god is coming on two people and they will start running literally please hold them so they don't injure themselves Let your power, power to prosper, rest on me, rest on me. Let your power, power to prosper, rest on me, rest on me. Oh, rest on me. Oh, rest 
on me. Let me give you the last manifestation of glory. Jeremiah 9, 24. 23, now we're dealing with 23. Let not the wise man glory in wisdom. So men glory in wisdom. Let not the strong or mighty man glory in might. So there is glory in might. And then number three, let not the rich man glory in riches. The third expression of the glory of God in the life of a man is wealth. I hope you believe that God prospers men. Let me settle that first so that I don't waste my time. Do you believe it? Do not allow anybody, no matter how well-intentioned, preach you into believing that being financially prosperous is not the will of God. What God hates is carnality and an exaltation of material resources above and beyond your relationship with God. And you don't need to have money to be in that state. There are many poor people who are materialistic. It's just that it's not yet been manifested because the resources to do it is not there. Are we together? Now please hear me ladies and gentlemen. When I teach on the power to prosper and I teach on wealth and riches, it's not from a carnal standpoint, just a desire to have money to make it. We are too serious with God for that kind of mundane business. But the whole counsel of God must be taught his body if you must arise and become a living manifestation of the glory of God. Our world today is economically driven. And one of the ways men become slaves is by becoming borrowers and becoming under the grip of financial issues. Are we together now? Proverbs chapter 22. Please give it to us. I think verse 2. Proverbs 22. The rich and the poor, they meet together. Where? On earth. The Bible says the Lord is the maker of them all. What kind of a statement is this? The Bible would have just said men meet together. What kind of a description is this? Why does the Bible go so far to separate them? To say the rich and the poor meet together. Then it strangely says the Lord is the maker of them all. The Bible never says the Lord made them so. It says the Lord made them all. They transited themselves some to become rich some to become poor god made men some of the men decided to be prosperous and others decided not to be are we together whether you are abraham or lazarus is god that made all of them but their realities were different the bible says god is the maker of them all not the maker of them so go to verse 7 very very interesting scripture then he says the rich among all the ones that God made this is what makes leaders and this is what makes slaves the rich ruleth over the poor and he says the borrower will remain servant to the lender so one of the ways to become a servant is to be a borrower Africa are you hearing me a servant as a borrower the subject of the blessing of the Lord 
the subject of financial prosperity the subject of wealth and abundance has been faced within the body of Christ with many reactions for others sincere and well-intentioned they have frowned so sadly at the subject of wealth and abundance there are people and circles within the body of Christ that do not even want to hear the word rich or wealthy or abundant and for some I understand what they are trying to say because of the various abuses and the magnification of wealth above God and, and that is correct but then on the other side we have people who have exalted money and like the statue of Nebuchadnezzar they have built a monument behind their pulpit that is all about money 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 both approaches to the subject of wealth are wrong are we together the Bible lets us know listen carefully that the whole idea of wealth was not man's invention it was not Satan's invention it was God by himself and the reason is because most people do not understand the purpose of wealth and dr. miles of late says when the purpose of a thing is not known he says abuse of it is inevitable most people do not understand the purpose of wealth and this is the reason why for others it has become their unbecoming there is such a description in the bible as a rich fool what makes the man foolish is not money what makes a man foolish is money without purpose placing his soul and his trust he built bigger bands and said my soul find rest I have learned as a man of God that one of the greatest ways to remain a person of integrity is to be blessed financially if you are not blessed financially eventually the realities of your work or ministry will catch up with you and you are closer to the corridors of compromise if you are not financially blessed it is the truth are we together if I've landed in this wonderful church and I'm hungry and God gives me the ability to see your account number what do you think I'm going to do come on talk to me intelligent people if I'm hungry and I can see your account number and I see there that there is a million dollars chances are excellent I will say what God did not say I will abuse the gift of prophecy because of hunger integrity has a maintenance system one of it is wealth the presence of wealth helps you to maintain integrity hallelujah there are three reasons according to scripture why God prospers believers number one so that they can live a comfortable life God is not against men living a life of dignity decency and comfort whilst we serve him number two the second reason why God blesses believers in the kingdom is so that we can together provide financial resources for kingdom advance this is a major reason listen let me tell you the truth there is only so much you can do with money as a person wealthy people and this has been statistically proven that there is an amount of money that you get after which it cannot change you again hallelujah yes there is an amount of money where all your needs are met and all your financial fears are gone money will stop blessing you from that point 
the only other reason why you need more is because of the kingdom now unbelievers have this orientation with all due respect especially the islamic world they know this it's an orientation that the children receive from birth is part of the orientation that financial resources are provided so that the program of god will happen unhindered will advance without hindrance you may have heard me say that the name of jesus is very heavy it takes financial resources to lift it high for the nations to see when jesus was about to resurrect when he resurrected the bible says that a group of people took the report and said we saw it we saw the tomb the stone rolled away and the bible said they were given a large sum of money that large sum of money they said keep quiet go and say that they came and took him and if there is anything we have the influence to sort it out till today satan is still paying men to say jesus is not lord are we together i made up my mind as a man of god and as a leader that i will never raise a people who will only be spiritually vibrant their spiritual vibrancy is my priority but in addition to their spiritual vibrancy i must raise a people who are people of influence people of power and people of resources yes sir unapologetically so hallelujah genesis 17 and verse 6 the bible says and i will make you exceeding fruitful and i will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee one of my consecrations with god in ministry is that i will never do ministry for money and i will never manipulate anybody for material gain but to defend that consecration you must be comfortable and your house must be in peace I will never lead the people who are shouting amen and cannot pay the fees of their children who are shouting amen and their lives are going down and they are they are dying of high blood pressure dying of and especially if they are bringing seeds to you the man of god to say i bless you i i consider it fraud if people are sowing into my life and blessing me and i don't teach them the way to rise it's true Are we together the reason why many wealthy people around nations and in church are so arrogant is because there are only few of them and because they are so needed they are almost worshipped by the time there are so many wealthy people everybody will know it's a privilege to give to God but by the time there are just two or three you will be forced to bow down and say oh and then they call the shots no way the body of Jesus is hanging on a tree, ladies and gentlemen. And it took a wealthy man called Joseph of Arimathea to use his wealth and influence. That virgin tomb that Jesus was laid in, wearing the statement, Oh death, where is your sting? And oh grave, where is your victory? It was a wealthy man's donation that led to the validity of that statement. Wealth played a role in the resurrection. Don't ignore it. hallelujah this year God granted us the privilege and gave us an instruction to go and hold a sound of revival conference in the United Kingdom and 
I, I say this to the glory of God, not with any sense of pride. I'm just saying it to encourage someone as I speak over your life. And God told me something. And now there's nothing wrong with giving. God told me there was a narrative that the church in Europe has had about all the, the, you know, the citizens in Europe. Europe has a negative mentality about church. As if all they do is to come and collect money and manipulate people. And the Lord said for that conference... I will honor you, but do not make one single collection, no talk of money for all the days. Now, how do you raise a budget? I don't, I mean, you are intelligent people. You use your mind and imagine what it takes. The largest indoor theater in the entire United Kingdom, packed full with people, over 2,000 plus workers, and to feed them and then come and preach and leave. hallelujah lack of finances has made many preachers angry when they stand on stage you are wondering where the anger of this preacher is coming from what did we do wrong there are all kinds of bills while he's preaching the creditors are texting and saying listen we are watching you too finish and come and meet us come on now that does not sound like the God that we serve There are some of you here right now you probably are men of god in ministry and you are almost at the verge of beginning to tell lies in prophecy or to go and collect some power somewhere because you have been told that you must make ends meet and we should not shy away from this in church shying away from the teaching about wealth and prosperity is not how it works it is teaching it right correcting the excesses by the time everything becomes about money 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 at the detriment of the cross at the detriment of transformation at the detriment of integrity now there is a problem but within the limit of righteousness within the limit of truth and integrity the whole counsel of god that includes his desire and his ability to bless and lift the saints must be taught are we together i have had the honor of praying and crying with many preachers especially across the african soil and they would come and say apostle this finance thing this is the only thing tying my ministry down how many books are locked up in the spirit of many people now that we these books are ladders to revival how many of you have songs today that the nations need to hear these are the songs we are supposed to be praying with in the morning but we cannot hear them because you are incapacitated the ability to do a thorough work in the studio the song is there it has come from heaven but the means to make it reach us is not there how many people have been given certain insights by the spirit that can be captured in books and can mentor the generation rising so that they do not walk in error but they are limited financially hear me ladies and gentlemen every time you see israel going to egypt there is one major reason hunger genesis 42 1 and 2 we're about to wrap up now when jacob saw that there was corn in egypt jacob said unto his sons why do ye look upon one another 
he said behold i have heard that there is corn in egypt i have heard that there is corn the problem is the location it's not in a place god's people should go but that is the only place where there is corn and jacob himself as a prophet he said get down tether and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die that's how the nation of israel went to egypt until they became slaves every time satan sees god's people worshiping some of you are in this place right now and even though you are looking at me the truth is you are not listening to me there is another voice you are hearing is the voice of pain is the voice of lack yes today is holiday but how about next monday my children need to go to school this is what has corrupted politicians within the african soil this is what has corrupted men of God within the African soil. This is what has corrupted civil servants within the African soil. This is what has corrupted businessmen within the African soil. Integrity is something that is so far within the African soil today. And it is because of lack of resources. There are preachers today who want to be righteous. They want to stand in truth. But how about their wives? How about their children? when a man of god's wife looks at him and says honey i don't know whether god called you or not again because this economic situation you need to go back and ask god you will see the man walking around in the night you will think he's praying he's not praying look at people getting depressed including preachers depressed they can preach powerfully but when they get back home the man is emaciating and you're wondering what is wrong God how will I come out of this you called me is it a cause that I answered the call to the point right now that if you tell a young lady I want to marry a preacher a father will look at you and so and tell the daughter so this is how you want to reward me for raising you up because it's almost as if it is a call to death as if it's martyrdom May a generation rise that will rewrite that narrative. <laughs> Are we together? I look forward to men who will rise from Action Chapel from Ghana. Who, listen, your assignment, because of the blessing of the Lord, you will write a list of ministries. One million dollars to this one. Five hundred thousand to this one. Three hundred. I hear that, um, I hear that there is a crusade about to happen in kumasi but i hear that instead of praying for souls the people are praying for money hey stop that prayer focus on souls and you write it off i'm not just entertaining you in the name of jesus may god find a worthy vessel a real financial apostle that will rise from here hallelujah i prayed that prayer even for myself i said lord please get me to a point where i will be so empowered with the dignity of kingdom integrity that you will be able to raise other people you will see a young man with such gift of god in his life about to start ministry and in pain and you will say i pay the rent for where you are using for the next three years to ease that burden now you focus on prayer and doing ministry with integrity are we together there are many of you who are in business here at the end of this i'm about to speak over you it's important to understand so that we don't just say amen 
God is counting on the church in Ghana, the church in Nigeria, the church in America. It is expensive to win the lost. Lack of finances will make good people become dubious because they have to make ends meet. Some of you right now, you are owing corporately, you are owing personally. And if God does not show you mercy, when COVID struck, do you know that there are many men of God who died of depression after COVID? Yes. Because now there was lockdown for over three months. No offerings coming, no nothing coming. And then when COVID was done, many people backslided a kilometers away from the cross. And now the labor to bring them, there were people who literally packed up. They closed the door by themselves and said, I'm tired of ministry. I'd rather go back and sit down. I vow that it is not in my lifetime that a man of God will leave the work of the kingdom because of economic reasons. And don't just be quick to judge and say, did he have to do that? By the time your children do not eat, by the time your wife, your family, things are happening, and then when sickness now strikes, and they tell you they need $10,000, to fly this man of God's wife say to America to treat her and the man does not have the money how do you stand on stage and say God is faithful oh receive you think the members are stupid will they say amen when it could not be demonstrated in your own life it takes wealth to finance God's program I don't know how much it may have cost to put this together but any intelligent person can only imagine i'm involved in a lot of conferences a lot of crusades there are many more we are planning for next year i know what it takes to run one service in our ministry with all humility it is what many people may use for conferences one service and you have to remain a person of integrity one service you cannot do ministry running tens of thousands of people if you do not have financial resources. There is a mother now who is watching me and crying. There is a preacher who is not here but is watching online and say, Apostle, you are speaking about me. I'm about to give up in ministry because I've done everything I know to do. Now someone has told me, come, let's go somewhere. There is one man who can rub something in your eyes. Then your eyes will now open and you begin to see and you can become a millionaire in one year. That person is about to take that decision. But hear me, the God of heaven still prospers. The God of heaven still prospers. My life is a testimony that God is still called Ebenezer. He's the helper of men. One of my consecrations in ministry is that I will never manipulate people for financial gain never I'd rather be called a failure in ministry than to go back home lying on my bed knowing I deceived God people God's people either by not teaching them or teaching them lies or manipulating them for my gain I fear God too much and I serve him too much I have met him there are certain encounters when you've had with God there are certain things that die immediately but please hear me. I want to speak to a businessman. I'm wrapping up. Listen to me. 
there are three levels of wealth and by the grace of God and with every sense of humility the man you see is not only a preacher I'm not financially illiterate I know something a bit about money and I want you to please listen God gave us a coat of many colors you have only seen one color but there are many other colors what Jacob gave Joseph is what God gave some of us why he did that I do not know but he gave us the honor of wearing a coat of many colors and one of those colors is how to prosper I know what people do to prosper please listen to me by the grace of God I have met billionaires in dollars multi-millionaires both in the world and in the church I've had the honor of gleaning from the minds of very intelligent sincere people trying to unravel the secret behind this cancer that is plaguing the body of Christ and I've come to a safe conclusion that at a very elementary level I'm going to say two things that please I don't want you to forget the first thing I want to say about wealth that I want you to remember is there are two dimensions to prospering in the kingdom number one is the Abrahamic dimension number two is the lot dimension please listen when God calls Abraham he calls Abraham not for his sake alone he calls Abraham for the sake of everybody who will be connected to him the covenant is with Abraham but the blessings must go beyond Abraham so the Bible says God calls Abraham Genesis 12 1 2 and 3 he ends his proposition to Abraham by saying in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed verse 3 then Abraham set out to leave and the Bible makes a very interesting statement I think in verse 4 or 5 it says and Lot went with him listen carefully and Lot went with him God did not call Lot Lot was not part of it but Lot heard that there was a man the hand of God was upon and he said I will follow give us Genesis 13 from verse 1 13 and Abraham went up out of Egypt and he and his wife and all that they had and Lot also went with him Lot is still following verse 2 and Abraham was very rich in cattle silver and gold verse 3 the Bible says and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel to a place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai uh-huh unto the place of the altar verse 5 the Bible says and Lot also look at how the Bible describes it which went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents what did Lot do nothing he simply followed a man that God placed something on so listen when it has to do with being wealthy in life and destiny I hate to be a bearer of bad news but I need to tell you this not everybody will be Abraham you can look on to Abraham 
but you may not have the privilege to be the one to pioneer the business you may not have the privilege to be the one to pioneer the ministry the moment you find out you are not Abraham be Lot at least the initial stages of Lot Lot forgot that the reason why he was blessed was not because of his personal transformation and creativity he was simply enjoying the grace of a man that God has spoken to when Lot separated from Abraham everything Lot had he separated together with what he had and Lot went down until he found himself in Sodom most believers want to be Abraham by themselves so everybody is waiting to be the one to receive the business idea everyone is waiting to be the one to head the conglomerate it will not always happen that way in the world of business there are Abrahams and there are lots the most important thing is that both of them ended up prospering you would not even know who God spoke to and who followed because they all had so much that their men began to argue for space there are people today who have been given the unique privilege to start up businesses to start up great conglomerates there are others who do not have the pioneering spirit but they have the grace to support and make things work and so that you will be comfortable and not think until i pioneer it means god is not with me it is the cancer that is destroying africans so there are thousands of businesses being started every day and those who don't have that grace still keep flogging it out because they have been told the way to prosper the easiest way to prosper is to find somebody rising and to be part of their story relational prosperity is amazing you can step into prepared blessings by investing the gift of relationships but now the second aspect of what i want to talk about is that there are three levels of wealth and with this i speak over your life i hope god has helped us today the first level of wealth is called transactional wealth please write it down transactional wealth this is wealth and financial resources that come to you by reason of building and transacting your value whether as products or services every time you exchange value at a cost through whatever platform what comes to you the rewards both monetary and psychic is called transactional wealth it is the rewards that you receive for exchanging value when your value is converted to products and services and served to a targeted consumer base with excellence it is called transactional wealth number two the second level of wealth is called transformational wealth that one you don't sell your value you give it free an example is what i am doing however in god's justice system he designed a system such that every time value is dispensed 
whether it is sold for a cost or it is given freely a reward system must return back to the giver so the bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive because every time you give there is a divine debt in the spirit and the rewarder which is one name god is called it is the reason why i don't feel stupid for going to research pay the price some of this knowledge that we give the body of christ free were paid for i have had the honor and the privilege of speaking earlier this year i was in your nation to speak at the world conference of the full gospel businessmen's fellowship was an honor and a great time talking to some of the brightest minds leaders of conglomerates across the globe some of this knowledge is not just from scripture some of this knowledge have come from paid intellectual investments so why do you give it freely because there is a dimension one because of love but then number two there is a dimension of wealth called transformational wealth the reward that is programmed to your life by reason of freely improving lives and seeing to it that men evolve men become that looks like you are being cheapened but it is very powerful because you see let me tell you something if i am selling if i sell this for i, I don't know how your currency works here my apologies but let me use a dollar so if this goes for say a dollar even if i am a billionaire i will not buy this for a million dollars just because i have money the cost is fixed so i will pay you a dollar for it but if i bless you and you are coming to tell me thank you what you will give me will be a product of your perception of my value so one person can give me a hundred dollars and another person can give me a million dollars for the same content it is left to their perception for someone you will say you change the life of my husband my wife my family i want to say thank you this is the second dimension to wealth the third dimension to wealth which is privy only to men who are spiritual is called wealth by the prophetic wealth i would like to call it sovereign wealth wealth that is beyond the economy of man my goodness if you don't believe such exists then it means you do not know god that is the by this time tomorrow order of wealth now listen just teaching people to just shout and receive as the way to prosper them is not complete you have to grow people through these ranks you see that now transformational wealth helps people to build value build relationships products and services then you let them know it is not always about selling value there are times that you give freely knowing that he that gives to the poor lends to the lord but there is a level listen to me as i wrap up this level of wealth was demonstrated in john chapter 21 john peter goes back to the sea watch this now and peter is ready to catch fish i hope you know peter was a professional fisherman so there was no problem in terms of value peter had a good boat the tools were there peter had a net the net was there but he did not catch fish there are times where everything is right 
all the economic parameters are right yet it will still not work at that point you switch from being a businessman and what controls your wealth at that level is priesthood every time there was famine in the bible there were two groups of people who were exempted the king and the priest they never suffered famine and the bible now says in today you are both kings and priests revelations 5 and verse 10 that means by reason of your call and your mandate there is an immunity as a king and by the advantage of priesthood is someone learning now yes god sent prophets to people now unfortunately the prophetic has been abused so badly across the african continent and thank god that god is helping to bring purification to the prophetic it's an uncomfortable truth but we have to admit it that the prophetic has suffered a lot of abuses across several um you know it's not a call to condemn the prophetic but to lovingly call them to order and purity and consecration sanctification that we must restore the authentic patterns of the prophetic but watch this when the prophetic is administered within the jurisdiction of scripture and with purity of spirit it works wonders your jesus needed three prophets in his life to rise number one simeon the prophet number two anna the prophetess number three john the baptist three the prophetic advantage to the believer is not a nuisance to civilization do not let people intellectualize wealth and tell you there are unbelievers who don't know god and they are prospering it is true it depends on your definition of prosperity some of those people have money but they have no peace they have to take drugs to sleep they have all kinds of names depending on what nation they are they are john here and elijah there and james here they live a false life forever they are part of devilish fraternities they feed on all kinds disdainful things to live satanic occultic rituals and then they dress well and you admire them on tv the bible says mark the wicked their end is destruction it is only the lord god of heaven i've had the honor and i tell you this with all humility i've had the privilege of talking to very blessed people you do not know that there are some problems that only come when you are wealthy most people think when you are wealthy you have no problem there are problems that will make you hate being blessed especially if it was not by god it is the reason why the bible says the blessing of the lord maketh rich and added no sorrow some of these wealthy people that we admire they write books on happiness but they live lonely purposeless lives they are always in the face of media they, they are not happy always suicidal they contract to the millions of dollars all kinds of therapies to still keep their minds together so that they keep giving a narrative to the world that they are all right i can tell you the prince of peace is the only one who can give men peace in my world the greatest definition of prosperity is not money is peace no matter what you have 
if you do not have peace that surpasses all understanding you are poor so ladies and gentlemen the prophetic advantage was designed by God to become an edge not to replace people's sense of value not to make people careless and nonchalant but to become a support system to their rising I am a product of prophecy today I know what the contribution of the prophetic has done to my life both as a man of God and as an individual the day you meet the prophet sent to you you will marvel and wonder at the way God will lift you and things the Bible says there were many widows in Zarephath it says to none was Elijah sent I believe that God orchestrated this session this morning because there is a prophetic word that is leaving the throne and passing through the lips of clay to rest upon the destiny of someone that God by it will rewrite the narratives of your life listen every time people were in debt in the Bible it was not business that brought them out of debt it was the prophetic whether it was the axe head that floated alas master it was borrowed it took the prophetic or the land of Samaria women eating their children can you imagine that a woman boils their child and eats the child in spite of the motherly compassion how about the wife of the sons of the prophet they came to carry the children as collateral and the woman came to the prophet and said please do not let this happen to the destiny of my children and the prophet says all right there's something we can do about it what do you have in your house and she says nothing no man was even ready to attend to her and he says now I speak to you go and borrow vessels that go and borrow vessel was not a suggestion it was a prophetic word nobody would have given her vessels if he did not prophesy it if she had the ability to have vessels she would not meet him in the first place go and borrow vessels means I speak that the helpers schedule themselves around your life and he said borrow not a few when she borrowed it she came to meet him ready for the next prophetic word and he says now lock yourself and begin to pour and fill up everything then he says go and sell I like that I have prophesied to you but I do not ignore the transactional aspect now that you have it still you will still need business sense go and sell it pay off your debt these are economic principles because the moment you begin to prosper the first thing you do is to pay your debt then it says leave up the rest so prophecy did not negate the economic advantage that they had this is the mistake that the prophetic has brought to the church so we make people to ignore their minds throw away their brains throw away their creativity and once you can just listen to a prophetic word magically your life will change and because God honors the prophetic it will work so someone comes to give a testimony you prophesied and ten thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars God opened doors for me and somebody even if a stranger but now they do not know what to do with it and one month later they go back to their yesterday and they remain there only to become slaves to prophecies the advantage of the prophetic hear me ladies and gentlemen is that the prophetic rests upon a mind that has been transformed rests upon a mind that is enlightened then you will see the potential of the prophetic 
I'm about to speak over your life because many of you are business people many of you are leaders many of you have paid the price to value knowledge let the wise man not glory in his wisdom there is glory in wisdom let not the powerful or mighty man glory in his might there is glory in might and then let not the rich man glory in his riches there is glory in riches rise upon your faith please Rise upon your feet. Hallelujah. Now please hear me. I got to a point in my life where I made up my mind that I wanted God to help me by his mercy to a point where I can serve him with sincerity of heart and never get to a point where I compromise on the integrity and the purity of his word because of finances. I'm going to tell you something that I want you to listen very carefully. The Lord spoke to me one time to go and meet one of the fathers of faith in our nation and I got up and took that step of faith. I carried a seed it was truly a seed um, no matter how blessed you are it will cost you something and I went there I remember when I went and I sowed the seed and then I was about to enter the car and leave the Lord told me he said place your hand on the ground there when I did he said from this day you have entered the overflow anointing Please hear me. If I do not tell you this, my conscience will judge me. One of the ways that you provoke the prophetic, one of the ways that you provoke a sworn blessing is honor. One of the ways you provoke the prophetic is obedience. But the final way you provoke the prophetic is sacrifice. When it was time for Isaac to bless his sons, Isaac was already a wealthy man. Isaac was a great man. Please listen to me. And he said, he called his son Esau. He said, my son, go to the field. Make me venison such as my soul loves so that i will take it and then i will bless you because i'm about to die the venison he ended up eating was his own animal that was at the back of his house so he had it and he had a wife who could prepare it because what he ended up eating was lunch or dinner that rebecca that um uh, rebecca prepared so why did he want Esau to go down and get the venison and come and make it himself, not his wife? Had a wife that could cook, had cattle, but he said, no, 
not my own go don't even go to the back go to the forest bring the one that is a product of your productivity and your labor let me be excited and let my soul bless you and when rebecca heard him he said all right jacob come something is about to happen there is a transaction what came from abraham to your father that made him so in a land of famine is about to leave him i've heard what he's told esau quickly i will make for you venison and put everything together go and serve him ladies and gentlemen please hear me the life of this man you see i have entered realms and dimensions in the spirit by the power of sacrifice psalm 50 verse 5 gather unto me my saints they that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice again i'm very i feel very uncomfortable sharing what i'm sharing with you because of the many abuses in the body of christ but remember the person who is talking to you is a man who loves you sincerely and a man who fears god i fear god with all my heart god has shown me mercy it's not at this point in ministry that i'll come and manipulate people no there is nothing i'm looking for that god has not given me god has shown me mercy god has carried many many lifetimes of people and he has brought today with all humility and by grace but hear me there is a realm where you do business with god in the spirit and the commodity for exchange is blood blood there represents sacrifice something that will cost you there are moments in my life where i took certain things last year i think it was god gave it an instruction that had not come for many years in my life i'm a giver god has helped me i love giving even if there were no rewards but last year god gave me an instruction to sow a very huge amount you know on behalf of the ministry and then when he told me that i said fine the ministry will give this and then the next instruction came I don't think there's anything I cannot give God in my life and I say this with every sense of humility but ah that one I know that one shook me small I'm telling you between me and God God now said what I asked that the ministry would give I want you as a person give twice of it after telling God yes to your will I don't know if I would have said yes if he allowed me to now say yes that the ministry will give then he said you this amount i don't want to tell you because some of you will not sleep if you hear it believe me you cannot lie and say it was not god he will repeat it again if you want to hear him and i said oh lord it is your grace there is nothing i have that does not belong to you and if you have called for it you do not need it it is because you are ready to take me to another level listen by the time I dragged that sacrifice like Abraham dragging Isaac, gave the one for the ministry, and then I laid down my own. Ah, something happened to me that had not happened in a long time. I stepped into a level of grace 
a level of influence a level of power a level of help from the Lord in a way that I'm not sure I would have gotten there any other way I'm not very good at sharing my testimonies unfortunately it's a weakness that I have pray for me it's because I always want people to see Jesus and that their focus should not be me but ladies and gentlemen I am one person who has seen the goodness of the Lord all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good but every breath that I am able I will see of the goodness on account of the instruction God gave me God did something in my life that till forever I will never recover from I'm saying this because I want to pray for you but when I teach on finances I never speak upon people without them having a seed in their hand and this that I'm telling you even me I'm going to bring out a seed it's a principle if you don't believe what I'm saying that's fine you just listen and say amen to whatever I say but hear me if you are truly at a defining point in your destiny and there are certain things you need to end in ministry I'm sorry I did not even discuss this with his eminence my sincere apologies for perhaps breaking any protocol but hear me don't drop a seed yet hold on hold on it's not about money it's not about money please listen it's not about money most believers think it, you can drop something in a basket and that is donation not sacrifice listen what makes it sacrifice is not the seed it is the understanding that supports what you are doing so please listen I have stepped into defining seasons in my life the first time I would experience the lifting power the prophetic order of wealth and prosperity happened when I gave two women I went to buy sugar cane years ago and then I saw two old women they were also trying to buy the sugar cane and I said please I'm a young man you are mothers would you give me the honor of paying for you they said no 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 I said please I insisted and so I paid it was not more than I don't know what that would translate in Nigerian Naira would say hundred Naira and so that's that's not really anything serious just a meager amount hallelujah and then when I dropped it they gave them the sugarcane and the women began to bless me and for some reason I didn't pay attention to what they were saying I truly believe today that they were not humans one of the women looked at me and said my son forever walk upon gold How does a person who is looking frail and weak look at a young man and say walk upon gold there are mysterious people on this earth oh. and when God wants to lift you he will help you to collide with one of them hallelujah praise the name of the Lord and I can tell you story upon stories 
people who have prayed from their heart and released certain things to program a cloud of favor and I want to do the same today I want to do the same right now to a businessman to a pastor to an apostle to a prophet to an evangelist who really intends to serve Jesus to a young man seeking establishment a young man who desires to do ministry with integrity perhaps an aged person who is saying will I die like this without seeing the glory of God I want to challenge you by the Spirit of God whether now or whenever I want to challenge you to hold a seed in your hand I want to use this as a prophetic contact and pray for you if you do not believe what I'm saying please don't be under pressure don't worry you will not go to hell but I want to challenge you you would for the rest of your life you will live to testify over what I'm about to do in your life if you need envelopes do we have the ushers let me challenge you stand with something take a minute while you are doing that to begin to talk to the Lord father my life must change my life for someone who may be following online you are seeing a preacher who is speaking to you by the Spirit of God let the wise man not glory in his wisdom let the mighty or powerful man not glory in his might let the rich man not glory in his riches there is glory in wisdom there is glory in power there is glory in riches God wants to help us I see that the accounts that are displayed I want to pray for you you honestly don't have a seed to sow why don't you hold the hands of someone who is sowing and say Lord you see my heart sincerely I may not have a seed but let me still connect to this prophecy You will never be the same You've touched His grace Your life is changed You will never be the same Hold on, let me pray You've touched His grace Your life is changed Hallelujah As I'm speaking to you now I already know what the Lord has put in my heart to sow to Because the Lord does not change when you become blessed I would be I would be a hypocrite if I stand here as a preacher and I say to so and then I don't do it myself now do you believe in what we're doing take a minute and begin to cry to the Lord the dimensions you desire to step in especially in the area of your business or finances go ahead please go ahead and pray pray holding your seed in your hand it is an ordinance it is a principle sacrifice the money you are holding is a representation of your value your desire your productivity take a minute and pray someone pray someone who is in debt right now who needs to come out of it a man of God who is trusting God for help 
trusting God for partnership when you sacrifice before the Lord money is not the only thing that returns to you God is able to give your seed another body please pray we're wrapping up in the name of jesus christ now this is what i want you to do whether you are kneeling or standing any position that is comfortable i want to make prophetic declarations over you please listen to me god sent me here and i want you to believe it as i speak over your life the prophetic is revelatory but the most superior dimension of the prophetic is the creative dimension it doesn't just reveal it makes happen what has no business happening by this time he said tomorrow he was not revealing what would have happened it was that prophetic word that made that event happen some of you by reason of this prophetic word even before the evening session you will return back with strange manifestations how does god bless men through the ministry of men simple there is no mystery around it it is men god will use to bless you good measure he says press down shaken together running over shall men give it always comes from god but it comes through men to men there is no haziness there's no confusion as why how god lives listen to me the money you are looking for today is in somebody's account right now it's not in heaven the opportunity the property the access whatever it is you are looking for there are current possessors of it right now on earth the assignment is that the favor of god will compel events and compel people to gravitate that which is your portion and bring it to you are you ready to receive please rise up with faith when i speak over your life i'm going to plead that his eminence will come and make prophetic declarations from the depth of his spirit as a man of god and as a father oaks and over this land it's an ordinance that god honors father in the name of jesus christ i stand as one sent by you by the privilege of this conference i have come to speak over your people i have taught them truth as revealed in scripture my god and my king i pray right now upon everyone who is under the sound of my voice i decree and declare everything that looks like a negative cloud over your finances over your business over your ministry by reason of this sacrifice i command it to give way now i command it to give way now i call on heaven to be a witness to what you are doing honor to god and honor to this grace therefore i decree and declare i call upon ebenezer the one who helps men the one who helped uzziah until he was marvelously helped i call upon ebenezer may he begin to help you from today may my god begin to help you from today may the god of my covenant begin to help you from today 
man of God by reason of this sacrifice may God give you strange visibility in ministry strange visibility in business strange visibility in career every door that has been closed towards your business I stand by the rod of the apostolic and the prophetic I speak to that door a father be open a father be open a father be open hear me anyone here in debt you are owing and bills are on your neck it doesn't matter how you got there i call upon the god of all grace i taught you about the nature of god yesterday in the name that is above all names may god lift you in a way that surprises you do you believe what you are receiving now look up please listen the anointing that makes for wealth and abundance comes upon three dimensions of your life please listen the first area where the anointing to prosper rests upon is your head representing your mind please listen when the anointing to prosper comes it rests upon your mind it is responsible for creativity intelligence are we together now because your mind is one of the tools that programs wealth and abundance in your life so the anointing of the spirit Eli who said there is a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty maketh men of understanding when the anointing to prosper comes this is how it works i'm teaching you it rests upon your mind giving you supernatural illumination that you now begin to see things that others do not see number two it rests upon your hands your hand is your weapon of productivity the bible says god will bless the works not of your feet the works not of your mind the works of your hands when your mind is blessed and your hands are not blessed you will have creative ideas witty inventions help those under the anointing and yet the power to execute will not be there so the anointing to prosper rests upon your hand empowering you to be circumspect extraordinary productivity services bringing value with excellence the bible says oh lord our god how excellent is your name it is the assignment of your hand to make your brand or your name excellent number three the third area where the anointing to prosper rests upon is upon your feet bringing you direction and guidance you can be productive to a wrong audience productive to a wrong place there are many people right now your problem is location wrong place wrong people are we together yes thou shall hear a voice from behind saying this is the way walk ye in it and you will find rest for your soul there are people by reason of what you are receiving you will receive guidance direction you are in ghana and god will tell you that business in america that is the one that prospers you that opportunity listen if you guess your way through the journey of wealth you will be a product of scammers you will be a product of fraudsters 
you will make unwise mistakes that will punish you in succession until you give up it says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he restores my soul he guides me he leads me he guides me he leads me he guides me he leads me when god leads men they do not fail so as i'm praying for you now so you don't just shout amen you know what you are receiving upon your head upon your hands upon your feet one more time upon your head upon your hands upon your feet now i pray for you in the name of jesus the power that prospers men that rests upon your mind bringing ideas creativity witty inventions receive it now in the name of jesus number two these hands that are lifted up i place an unction upon them that the way they are lifted up now they will never go down again in the name of jesus christ may my god bless the works of your hands bless your business bless your ministry bless your children bless your job in the name of jesus christ number three help those under the anointing for those who are confused right now not knowing where to go lord what business should i do in ghana where should i put my money i'm praying for you all of the forces of revelation scripture the witness of the spirit dreams visions prophetic confirmations by your godly means may god direct you to the place of your destiny by your godly means may my god direct you to strategic relationships direct you to strategic relationships lord may you find abraham in this season in the name of jesus christ and hear me finally every one of you who is coming from a family where people do not prosper is a spirit is a cause that people get educated whether in america whether in europe they come back and and look like the spirit of that territory i pray for you i call upon the god of my covenant the one who detaches men out of every tribe and tongue and nation in the name of jesus every curse upon your life leading to poverty leading to failure leading to a life of mediocrity let it be lifted now in the name of jesus and as you receive as you receive the prophetic blessing from his eminence and drop this seed i'm praying for you may it never be that you just dropped a seed only to be disappointed i give your seed a voice in the spirit i command it to go around ghana gather its kind and return to you in the name of jesus christ in the name of jesus christ 
I will welcome his eminence to come and bless you and then we see in the evening at the miracle service God bless you